T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Looks with all the lies in the books to make a citizen out of you. Because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on you, son, so they can watch all the things you do. Because the drugs never work, they're gonna give you a smirk, cause they got methods of keeping you clean. They're gonna rip up your heads, your aspirations to shreds, another cock in the All right. It's Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Scott Miller, thank you for bringing that back. That is a that song big my senior year of high school. So, you know, 12 years ago, bringing it back, bringing it back. And Joe was loving every minute of it. Brenda Alacy is back from the land of the Giants, yes, San Francisco. Indeed. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great to see you again. I was on vacation and uh you know, there's an article in today's paper and reports about how the Trump team has ousted a top homeless official. Um, and I have to tell you, I saw a lot of homeless people in San Francisco. We were out there. My husband had a business trip. I went along to uh, enjoy myself, see the sights of a beautiful American city. But it's really sad to see so many homeless people. And last year we were in Portland and there were even more homeless people who were very aggressive. Um, but it's really a, it's a tough thing to see. Did you see any um, on no, the street? No, I did not. No. I was looking, and I did a lot of walking and, you know, getting around the city. And no, I did not see any sort of human waste on the streets, fortunately. But still, you know, the uh, the the town of Steve Perry, right? The song "Lights," right, written about San Francisco. So it still has that that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Does it still have that that aura? Yeah, like. Is it just a beautiful town? Oh, it's a beautiful city, Joe. And it's a small enough city, unlike L.A., that's sprawling and, you know, everywhere you go you need a car. You can do a lot of walking in San Francisco, a lot of hills. I mean, you have to, you get a good workout when you walk in the, the streets of San Francisco. Uh, but there's so many iconic images, you know, the cable cars, the trolley cars, the Transamerica building, the Coit Tower. We went to um, Alcatraz and did a behind-the-scenes tour. There's just... So many things and wonderful restaurants and, of course, uh, next to wine country. We didn't see any of the fires where we were because we were pretty much confined to the city and the air quality was fine. But uh, my heart breaks for those folks who have lost so much in the fires. Did you see the Full House house? No, did not. I think the show Full House is very overrated. But still, if I was in San Francisco, I'd have to go see. Did you go by the baseball field? Yes, yes, we now, did. Oracle Park. That is on my bucket list. You got to go, Joe. Because just looking at it on TV, that, and I would assume if I'm in California, I'd also have to get myself down to San Diego 
Petco Field also looks amazing on TV. Two places that the Mets are every year. Maybe a, a little road trip. Maybe our good friend Greg from Kiss, who is a huge Giants fan. Yeah, we could do a little uh, road. Yeah, a road, road trip. Do a roadie, and you take uh, a beautiful ride down the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway, because San Francisco and San Diego—it's a pretty good distance between the two cities, but well worth visiting. So yeah, highly recommend that you go there. And Alcatraz is a must-see, and there are tons of movies that were done about Alcatraz and the Birdman of Alcatraz, all of that, Escape from Alcatraz. Really fun, beautiful, beautiful city. I'll tell you, though, if I'm going that far west, Brenda, I have to stop in Vegas for at least a day. Well, why that's not, just, right? That's it's, just the... <laughs> it's almost mandatory for you, you know, if yeah. you're that close. That's a, that's a, if you want to do a trip out west, Joe Beamer at least needs 24 hours <laughs> in Vegas, which would, would be my... L- shortest trip my shortest trip right now to vegas i flew out there no lie brenda i was only on the ground for 34 hours and was it on purpose yeah but it was fun you just wanted to go i just wanted a weekend in vegas (laughs) well with these direct flights now you can't go wrong that's right you're there in four hours that's right i um unfortunately this time that trip i used uh points on us air so So you had to connect i had to connect yeah it's tough in charlotte but you start a Vegas trip at a Bojangles, I'm not complaining. Can't be bad. I'm not yeah. complaining. <laughs> now, that's not what we're talking about on Hardline, but it's good to have Brenda back. She yeah, it's still a pleasure. has she still has her cast on. Yeah, you know, Joe, I've got this cast on my No one has signed arm. it yet. Well, you can't really cuz it's sort of like this really hard oh, tape. Oh, we're past the uh, It's like a weapon. This thing is like a club. But it's on my left hand. Is that a threat? <laughs> Watch yourself. All these nasty texts that come in about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it goes about halfway down my arm, and I get it off this Friday, God willing. So uh, I can't wait. I've had it on for six weeks, and really looking forward to busting out of this cast. That's going to be a relief. It will be. All right. So we're going to take this break a little early. Let's set the stage for you. We are talking in this first hour about something that got a little attention over the summer. No one's really talked about it since then. And with everything going in the news, that's understandable. Um, but it's eminent domain. And a lot of people probably go, what? What are you talking about? The town of Amherst has taken a piece of property from an owner of the former Quickfill that owns the property, John. Oh, Brenda, you're going to have to help oh, me with this name. Uh, I think you might need to buy a vowel here. <laughs> John Ketz. Ketzimatidis. Yes. He, um, he is a billionaire. He owns a lot of the local quick fills. He owns WABC in New York, um, has his own show on, on WABC in New York. Now, he owns that property, but the town of Amherst has taken that property from him. Supervisor Brian Culpa will join us live from vacation in the next half hour. He will break it all down uh, because I have to be honest with you, Brenda, I don't even understand this 100%. The whole idea of uh, eminent domain? Yes. Yes. So it'll be nice to hear him. Now, the supervisor has tried to meet with Kat Kat Semitis. Kat says he's tried to meet with the supervisor. So there's obviously either one person is just blatantly not telling facts or uh, a problem with communication. We will get all of this from Brian Culpa. And I want to say in advance, we are very appreciative that he has taken 30 minutes out of his vacation to explain what's going on with us. And I think after that half hour, Brenda, we will know a lot more about what's going on. And we welcome your questions and texts for the uh, Amherst Town Supervisor, former mayor of Williamsville, of course. That's and right. boy, I'll tell you what, Joe, like you and I'm sure many of our listeners, we've driven past that intersection a hundred times, and it sat vacant, and 
ugly. It's an eyesore for 20 years. So really curious to hear what the supervisor has to say. And if you're wondering exactly what piece of land we're talking about, it's right before the boulevard goes brick. Right. So it, it, at the it, corner of Kenmore Avenue, Kenmore in the in Niagara Falls Boulevard, right after that intersection, you start to lose your suspension. So <laughs> that's what we're talking about. When we come back, we uh, our morning team talked with John Katsimitis in July when this first started getting some attention. We will play that interview back for his perspective and. Then, at, like I said, 10.30, after the 10.30 news, Supervisor Brian Culpa will tell us what's going on. We'll update it for you out there. So stay tuned. It's Hardline with Joe Beamer and Brenda Alacy. The team is back together here on WBEN. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I Welcome back to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. If you're wondering why Kanye West as the bump Today is the day Kanye West joins Joel Osteen at his church in Houston. And Brenda, people are actually selling the free tickets and people are buying them. These are free tickets that Ticketmaster was used to coordinate to get people uh, you know, into the uh, venue. But now people are taking those free tickets and selling them. Don't you love American entrepreneurs, Joe? Exactly. <laughs> it should really be fun to, to see Kanye in that setting. Oh, my gosh. I can't get I was not aware of that until you told me about it. What an odd couple. And his, his new album, uh, which is a gospel album, is doing great. I've heard a few songs off it. Can't complain. I think it's uh, no matter what Kanye does, personally, I think... He does, it, he does it the best. Well, he certainly knows how to market himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I think, if nothing else, this is just a great thing to get more publicity in a very crowded category of artists that are out there. You know, he manages to to separate himself from everybody and get uh, get his name out there. And why not connect with Osteen? He's got a huge following. Oh, yeah. I mean, how interesting. Osteen's church is the former home of the Rockets. That's right, yeah. It's the old compact center. Yeah, exactly. He talks about that a lot. I listen to him. On occasion. I find him very interesting. Yeah, well, I usually have him on at 7 right before we go on the air here. Uh, He's on one of the local channels. You know what I like about him, Joe? It's almost like an Anthony Robbins type thing. Obviously, there's a religious flavor to it. But it's about being confident and being, you know... um, a good person, and all of these qualities that you try to espouse and try to live up to. And he does it in a way that isn't like mamby-pamby and ridiculous. And he relates his own life to it and gives you real-life examples with that sort of religious bent to it. I, I find yeah. the guy really interesting. Oh, yeah. And he'll always point to a certain seat at right. the old compact center and say, that's where my dad and I used to watch Rocket games. Right. He's a huge sports fan. Yeah. Yeah, now, interesting. Now, we are talking of this little plot of land. Brenda, it's only worth $81,000. Uh, Drop in the bucket for a guy like uh, John. Yeah, for for a guy with that owns the Quick Fills, owns WABC. I mean, obviously, uh, but he says he is doing this for other property owners. Here's what he said to our morning team back in July. Now, again, this was back in July. We will get an update on what's really going on right now here in October from the supervisor's point of view, Brian Culpa, after the 10:30 news. This is the man who owns the land. John Katsimidis, uh, back in July on WBEN. We're updating a zombie property in the town of Amherst. We're talking about a property at the corner of Kenmore and Niagara Falls Boulevard. There was a quick fill gas station there years ago, but it's been torn down, remained vacant ever since. Now just concrete barriers surround the site. Tired of waiting for development, Amherst went through eminent domain to acquire the property. That property was owned by investor and owner John Kasimatidis. 
He's joining us live this morning of United Refining out of New York City. John, good morning. How did this get to this point? Because of the inability of your local politicians to communicate. We asked for meetings. They refused. They just wanted to do their own thing. Uh, we, uh, we, this whole thing started about 15, 20 years ago, where they took part of our property for under eminent domain again uh, to widen the road. And, you know, one could understand you want to widen the road. They own the property behind us. We needed more property to be able to reopen the uh, gas station. And we were willing to buy that other property from, from the, uh, uh, the town and create jobs and rebuild the gas station. So your plan was to rebuild the gas station on that property? They refused to meet. What was that? They refused to meet. Okay, but your plan was to reopen a gas station on that property? Absolutely, and, and convenience stores and, uh, and create jobs. When did that plan kind of come in over the last 20 years that this has been sitting just idle? When it came to my attention, don't forget, we have 360 locations. I don't, I'm not aware of what's going on in every location. It came to my uh, attention about six months ago, five months ago. <laughs> so 20 years it's been sitting idle, and you just were, it was brought to your attention just six months ago. Well... That things happen in big companies. John, do you think that you've been working with the town in good faith on your end? We were, we were willing to work with the town in good faith. They refused to meet. And it takes, you know, I, I, the same thing happened with dumb politicians in Queens. When we lost the Amazon deal, the city and the state lost $27 billion in Amazon because you had five dumb politicians in Queens. Well, how many dumb politicians are there here? Because over 20 years, that's like a lot of different supervisors and politicians who have been in charge of this area. There are always, there's always a lot of smart politicians, and there's always a lot of dumb politicians. You take your own choice. How many properties do you own in this area? We have uh, United Refining as 360 or 370 convenience stores, gas stations in western New York and western Pennsylvania. How I, many of them are vacant? <laughs> Maybe 10. Okay. Uh, this property, do, do you really blame the town? Because this has been, I mean, really my entire lifetime on a pretty prime intersection has been sitting absolutely vacant with nothing to do. Can you blame them for wanting to get something going there? I blame them for no communications. Taking, I've been paying the taxes there for 20 years. Don't you think that paying 20 years worth of taxes, at least uh, you could have a meeting? Well, wouldn't you, doesn't at some point there need to be something there? At some point... The actual property itself is more important than the taxes coming in? Listen, all I'm saying is we deserved at least a meeting instead of the way it was treated.
And that's what constitutes the word dumb politicians. Right now, the town of Amherst has the property, right, because of eminent domain? Well, unless we appeal further. Are you going to do that? Let's check with the lawyers. If you do appeal it further, if this property were to get back in your hands, what would happen to it? We'd still pay the taxes and request a meeting to expand the location. All right, that was John Casamatitas back in July. Well, there's been an update. The uh, billionaire offered something for that property. Brian Copel says it's too little, too late. We will have him with us live, live from vacation, by the way. So thank you in advance to Supervisor Brian Culpa. He will be with us live for the next 30 minutes right after a news update with Mr. Alan Harris. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Well, this just in during the break. I, I want to say I've been trying to get John Katsimidis on all week. He heard our first, seg- our first segment. He wants to come on. So we will give him a call at 11 and he will be able to give us his side. But we uh, are now joined by the supervisor of Amherst, Brian Culpa. On vacation, giving us a few minutes. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Good morning, Brian. Where are you, by the way? Are you on vacation? <laughs> yes, I, I am. I'm actually out of town at the moment, but, uh, you know, we uh, said I would take this call. So I've never been on hard line, so I got to be, you know, make sure that I uh, get my two cents in here, right? Well, Brian, uh, we're glad to have you on Hardline this morning. Just set the stage what's been going on, because this was big in the news back in July. We had both of you on uh, our morning show with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski, and now it has crept back in to the top of the headlines. So what's going on with that property at Kenmore and Niagara Falls Boulevard? So the, the town had uh, a year or so ago, said that we were going to um, to try to fix the corner, you know, get some appropriate bus stops and some public space. And as we were doing that, you know, we reached out to the uh, property owners at a couple properties uh, at the intersection and asked them what their plans were. I didn't get a response. 
um, from uh, from the people at uh, United Refinery uh, were uh, told that the pro- property surrounding it, which has the old salon uh, funeral home on it, was on the market. So we did our due diligence, decided to purchase that building, uh, and then decided we'd do a parcel merger. So we, we intended to you know, try to negotiate a purchase price. Uh, and, you know, that, that didn't seem to be appealing to the uh, United Refinery people. So we asked for development plans. Nobody gave us anything. Um, finally, I said, if you're not going to do something with the intersection, the town is. We have plans there. It's a gateway for the town. It's an important spot for the town. Uh, therefore, you know, we're going to to an exercise an eminent domain action. And so, Brian, do you think the root of this is actually a political dispute? How do you view this? Well, I don't think politics help. You know, I mean, my contact with with the uh, with the with the company was all through somebody who ended up becoming the local Republican chairman. So, you know, that that doesn't add to the mix. I think. And I don't. I won't tell you that that drove decisions on their parts, but you know, I certainly feel like that there was a little bit of pressure. Now, according to the, an article in the Buffalo News this week, he's offered the property owner to give you the land or to put a park on the land uh, as long as he is still the owner. We want to build a park, a forever gateway to the town. We're not looking to do something for the next five years or 10 years. And, you know, with the idea that it'd be clawed back. I mean, once it becomes park, it becomes park. The idea here is we have people who come into the town. There's a couple of major bus transfers there. It's the Kenmore line to the Niagara Falls Boulevard line. So it's a major east-west to north-south connector. And, you know, it's a, it's an entrance. It really is an entrance to the town. So for us, it needs to be forever. Uh, Brian, did he, when you first contacted him about that piece of land, ever talk about plans to put a convenience store on it, a gas station back on it, or has was his whole thing just he wants to keep it with no plan? Later on in the conversation, they would start saying, "Oh, well, we'll take, we'll get the other property, and we'll do something with uh, with convenience or gas." But it's not zoned for that. It's zone live work. It's it was meant to be a uh, retail bottom, you know, and, uh, and, um, and, uh, residential above. So, you know, the zoning doesn't fit. The intersection doesn't fit. The last thing I'm about to do is give this entity more land. I mean, they haven't acted on land appropriately for the past 20 years. Why would I trust them with more? Brian, what would you say to people who say if the taxes are paid on the property, it's his right to choose not to develop it? I would tell you that at the end of the day, the property looks terrible. It's looked terrible for a long time. It's degraded the property value of the taxes from neighboring properties all through that time. And the tax he's paying is something like $1,100 because the parcel sitting vacant actually erodes its own tax, right? It's a $32,000 parcel at a main intersection. So, you know, when people hold properties open and don't develop, you know, they, they, we run into this. We run into devaluation of the property value 
at that parcel and parcels around it. But how do you know when to to put in the whole eminent domain uh, idea? Isn't it kind of a, a difficult call to know when to make that? Absolutely. It's not something to be trifled with. I don't want to use eminent domain ever again. I mean, this is something that, you know what, 20 years of bad acting, we're going to have to do something. There's a couple of spots in the town that I think rise to that level. This is one of them. Let me ask you, Brian, how much, how soon will this all be, you know, in your, I know right now the town has the land. Uh, how much, how soon can you guys start developing it to that gateway to the city? We haven't been able to access the land yet because it's still tied up in the court process. So we are demolishing the building on the surrounding parcel. We'll start working on the parcel that we have access to. You know, Brian, I've driven by that property dozens and dozens of times, and I look at the other businesses and residents around there. What kind of feedback do you get from those folks? I haven't gotten any bad feedback on this. I think that there's been an effort by the property owner to to paint a picture of me as some, you know, evil robber baron that's stealing property from people paying taxes. And yet residents continue to tell me that this is a good idea. They want to see change. They're sick of looking at this vacant parcel or sick of watching people sit on concrete blocks to wait for buses. Uh, They're sick of the condition. We need to do better. It's the town of Amherst. We have a reputation of, of providing strong services, a quality living environment. We can't have that start to be eroded right at our main gateway. Yeah, I mean, and everyone knows when you say that lot on Kenmore, right. everyone can picture what you're talking about. It, not, not too many people are saying, wait, where is it? Everyone knows exactly what you're talking about when you bring up the zombie property. 20 years is a long time, Joe, no wonder. So, Brian, if you, uh, you were quoted as saying that you might want to develop um, uh, a farmer's market in the area. What, what, uh, what, how do you envision that playing out? So we're going to leave a parking lot. Um, we're going to put in a public space. We're going to have uh, a product called um, uh, grass pave, which is a paver that has grass that grows inside of it um, that stabilizes underneath uh, trucks and tents and stuff. And we're going to have a farmer's market right in the square. All right, well, Brian, one more question, and this might be the toughest one you have to answer the whole, uh, this entire appearance. How do the Bills play today? <laughs> I've got them playing well. I don't like the play calling, and, and something's going on with the deep pass for sure, right? Everybody's talked about that. But at the end of the day, I think they come out of there, you know, 24 to 16. I like it. I like that prediction. Well, Brian, thank you for your first appearance on Hardline. Hopefully we hear from you again soon. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks right. very much for taking the time on vacation, no less, Joe. Yes, very yes. nice. We'll have to bring Brian in studio soon. We will. That was his first time on Hardline. I think it went well. Um, now, we had John Katsimatis back in July. He has now contacted us. And I just want to say, we're happy to talk to him. But I did make attempts this week to talk to him and have him on the show along with Brian, uh, the segment before. But he's reached out, so we're going to hit a break. And when we come back, hopefully, we'll have John Katsimatis for the last five minutes of this hour on WBEN. Hearing this song in November, 
kind of warms you up a little bit, right? Ocean Avenue, <laughs> outside it's 17 degrees. I'll take it, Scott Miller. Thank you very much. Hardline with Joe Beamer and Brenda Alacy. And we just had Brian Culpa on. Now, John Casamitides is on to give his side of the story. He is the landowner of this plot of land we're talking about at Kenmore and the Boulevard. And if you're saying, I still can't picture it, it's right before the bricks on the Boulevard. So right before the road turns to Brick Road and you lose your suspension halfway down it, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. John Casamitides is on with us. John, good morning. Good morning. How cold is it in Buffalo? It, oh, we're in the teens. Bad. Yeah, it's, it, but the sun is out, John, but, so, so if we you can handle it. If you park your car in the sun, you'll have a warm car to walk into. No doubt. I was there on Tuesday. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the, the Buffalo U's and the Amherst B, and I did not know you were trying to get in touch with us. Do you, do you have my number in the main office in New York? You know what, John, I have your number now. The number I was trying, obviously, was a wrong number. Um, and the e- I did send you an email that was through your website. But I'm glad you're listening, and I'm glad we got a hold of you, because we'd obviously like to get your side of the story. So you heard what the supervisor just said. What is your rebuttal to what is going on with this property? The town of Amherst has 41 uh, uh, parks already. I don't think you need 42. Uh, I'm a taxpayer. I've been paying the taxes on that property for the last 20 years. Uh, the, the reason it's not a gas station anymore is the town of Amherst took away a piece of our property to widen the road, which we understood at the time, uh, to, uh, to widen the road. And uh, we, were, we were forced to close our convenience store gas station that was there. Uh, but they owned the property behind us. If they sell us the property and we become taxpayers on that property, we'll be able to create more jobs. Now, the question is, do you want more jobs in the town of Amherst? Do you want a vibrant community? Or do you want another park? Uh, by the way, on the, on the corner across the street uh, from us, the property is for sale. Why don't they use the property that's for sale, that's voluntarily for sale, to, to, to do a bus stop? Why take it away from a taxpayer? The, see, it's not a point for us. You know, we have over 100 gas stations in the Buffalo, Rochester area. It's, a, it's the point of the town using eminent domain. That is the point. One more gas station to us is... You know, it's not that important, but it's the it's the principle of using eminent domain to take away a taxpayer's uh, and, uh, uh, property. John, that's what I'm really upset about. John, you're the uh, the definition of the American dream. You're an investor. You've made a, a great living. You've owned supermarkets, gas stations, convenience stores. An oil refinery. You've been involved in many real estate um, transactions and investments. Why do you care about this little piece of parcel in Buffalo, you know, or Amherst, New York? Because it's eminent domain. They're using a law of eminent domain for, for not the right reasons. But it's sat empty and vacant, and it's a it's an eyesore for twenty years. Can't there be some meeting of the minds here? When it came to our attention. We may, we're willing to make a nice park out of it. And we're willing to let the, the residents use it as a park 
and well, until we we open a, a gas station or we open up a, another convenience store, and it becomes a, a taxpayer again. I mean, we've been paying the taxes twenty for twenty years. John, so this uh, was in the newspaper earlier this week in the Buffalo News. It's not the truth. Our people were in contact with Mr. Culpa, and he refused to meet with us. And we have the emails and ask uh, Mr. Uh, my representative in, uh, in Buffalo, Mr. Rusk, he'll show you the emails where they refused to meet. So what's going on with the land right now? The supervisor said a portion of it the, the town has and can start development on. Another portion is hung up in court. What are you hoping happens with this piece of land? Now that it's hung up in court, do you think it could get back into your possession? Well, I think that the voters should, should think about it. I think the town should think about it, that should they use eminent domain to take away a property from a taxpayer uh, in this kind of situation, when there's a property right across the street that's available and there's a, a person that actually wants to sell it. John, how much of this do you think is politically driven? I don't know. I mean, you know, I was a Bill Clinton Democrat. I, I, I don't play politics. I, 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 it's not about being a Democrat, not about being Republican. It's about what's the right thing for, for the common citizen. If they can do that to me, they can do it to anybody in the town of Amherst. And it's wrong. You know, on my radio show, and I have my own radio show that goes nationally, uh, uh, and you know what the revelation was this morning? The big revelation this morning, I didn't know about the law, that Congress people and their staff are allowed to lie L-I-E, to lie to the American people and be immune if they're on the floor of Congress. Let me ask you this. Back to that article that you said, is, is so the supervisor is quoted as saying, and he told us uh, last segment, that they said up front to you, how are you going to develop this land? And they are still waiting for a response. Now, you say there are emails to prove you have been in contact and gave them a response. Talk to Mr. Brian Rusk, our, our representative in Buffalo, and he'll show you the emails. What about the input that you've gotten from Senator um, Chuck Schumer, John? Do you feel like he's uh, pressuring you to move forward? His office is about 100 feet away from my office. So <laughs> do you feel like you're being pressured? Well, I, I think that... These, I think the people, the politicians involved in Amherst think they're doing a favor to Chuck Schumer, and that's not true. They better find that out. All right, John, anything else you'd like to add for the people of Amherst that have been following this story and that want to maybe see you get this back in your possession and, and put, some, uh, put something there? The truth is the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I believe in taxpayers' rights. That if a taxpayer is paying, uh, if they're building a new highway, that's fine. But they're not. They're just, they want to build a bus stop. Well, the property's across the street. Use the property that's for sale already instead of taking away a taxpayer's land. Well, you want us to fix it up as a park? We will. We'll put grass on it until we're, it's time to create another 20 or 30 jobs in Amherst to reopen our, 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 our convenience store gas station, 
and it's the right thing to do. And I'm willing to do the right thing. And it's not about money. It's about the right of a taxpayer. All right. Well, John, uh, as we stated at the beginning of this segment, we have your correct information now. We hope to be in contact, and uh, I hope you keep us updated on what's going on. Anytime. You know, I'm a guy that likes to talk and tell the truth. All right, John, thank you so much. That's John Casamitidis giving his side of the story. So we had the supervisor on, and we had John on. Now, I know we're going to go about a minute late before we get to Alan. Brenda, what do you think at the end of all of this, from what you've heard on both sides? Again, another story that hasn't really gotten that much attention in the last month. Well, I think anybody who drives by that very uh, uh, open intersection can see how ugly and awful it looks. And I think there needs to be some resolution soon. And I think these two people, Kalpa and Kestatamides, need to get together, figure out how to make this work, because it is an eyesore. That's the one thing we can all agree on. Um, I don't know really who's telling the truth at this point. It sounds like both of these gentlemen have dug their heels in, and nothing's getting done. So. And- to John's credit, he's paid the taxes, and there's proof, as you said, he, he owns I – mean, John has a lot of properties. He's a billionaire. He, he <laughs> obviously this is probably a drop in the bucket, Joe. He obviously knows what to do with land. Um, he has been paying on it. If he has that plan, maybe the town should let him go forward and say, okay, here's your chance. You, do, you own this land. Let's see what you can do with it. So far, he's proven to – Turn, uh, turn land pretty profitable. The thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way is when he's saying Amherst has 41 parks already. Do you need 42? Well, that's not really his call. You know, I don't think he doesn't live in this area. That's not really his call. Let's do something with that eyesore. Something has to be done soon. Well, we will keep you updated as it goes along. Alan, we are two minutes late. I am sorry. Uh, it's, it's 11. Let's go to news here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 